Hello, hi. Attention, everyone. This is going to be a great show. And it's the choice of a new generation. Corrupting the minds and the hearts of our children. And now, broadcasting live from Music City, USA. From pop culture to sports, from music to movies. Brian, Dan, and Zach got you covered. Crack open your brain hole and get ready for After Dark Sports. Wait, what? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound right, man. I'm going to change it. So crack open your brain hole and get ready for sports after dark. You see, that sounds awesome. Here's your hosts of Sports After Dark, Brian, Zach, and Dan, whose last names I don't know because it wasn't in the email. And welcome to another edition of After Dark Sports. It's a beautiful sunny day in Nashville. Recording this during the daytime for the first time since ever. 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 Oh, maybe that very first episode. We came in on a Sunday, but That's that was like dusk almost. Yeah. yeah, what does it feel like to be at the station, Dan, during the daylight? Uh, you know what? Um, well, we did we did Vanderbilt football, all of us That's together. True. That's and that true. Was, that was during the daytime. Oh, man. So those were some of the latest nights I've ever had here was producing those football games and then doing that show. Because, I mean, what time? We wouldn't leave till like what? Like one in the morning sometimes. Now, most of the time it was uh, close, like 11 to almost midnight. We were here... Uh, for the first game of the year against South Carolina, it was like almost one o'clock before we actually left on a Thursday night. On a Thursday night, yeah, so we awful. actually started the game on Thursday and we didn't leave until Friday morning. So for the first time in a long time, we were able to rely on natural light in the studio. It's Dan Bradley, Zach Williams, Brian Robertson here, talking about good old June content. Oh. Man, this is great. June content is like the like the gold mine of sports radio because you can break down the after effects, the NBA draft. You can pretend to know stuff about the NHL draft, which is like the biggest crapshoot in all of sports. You can break down NFL schedules and Mount Rushmore's and, and all kinds of just absolute <laughs> crap. <laughs> I Hey, I, I just – Zach, everyone's best friend, Williams. Sorry. Got to keep that trope going. Everyone's best friend. So you and I were both in the same city 100, 150 miles away from Nashville. <laughs> Didn't even know it, though. Didn't, Didn't even know, know it. it. Didn't no. even know it until a text was sent to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I and my girlfriend, we went and visited up uh, one of our new advertisers, which it's kind of a recurring one, right, during the summer, uh, K- uh, Kentucky Kingdom. And uh, we, we decided we had the tickets to it. So, you know, hey, let's just go up there, go to Louisville for the weekend, hang out up there. And, uh, you know, did that whole thing. And then Dan is up there at a at a baseball game who's who Correct. whose game was it? they have the, the louisville bats they're the uh, triple a affiliate oh, of the reds yeah 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 yeah. so and then he sends a text saying uh what did it say hello from louisville or something like that yeah yeah louisville slugger park yeah that's what it was yeah and uh didn't know louisville okay learn, I, I learned a lot about louisville this uh this uh weekend didn't realize it was that close to indiana yeah, yeah. I never looked at a globe i guess yeah because dan brought this up to me is that um cincinnati's airport is actually in kentucky like close to Louisville. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's, well, it's not right close right to Louisville. It's, right close. it's right across the river, right? It's right yeah, across the river. Yeah, it's in Kentucky, actually. Because I was Googling things other than Kentucky, Kentucky Kingdom, other things to do there, and it kept giving me all these Indiana things. I was like, I'm not going to drive to Indiana. No, no you can walk across like an old railroad bridge right into New Albany, Indiana. I found that out. Yeah. A lot of haunted mansions up there. Yeah. And a lot of old haunted mansions. Like, if it wasn't so darn hot, and, and uh, first off, this is, a, this is a PSA for everybody out there. I know that it's summertime. You're looking at baseball parks, and a lot of you guys are out. A lot of you guys and girls are out there thinking it'd be a cool thing to go out to the baseball park and have a nice afternoon. Maybe catch a day game. People, the sun is undefeated. 
if you were watching a baseball game in the, in the daytime, chances are the sun is out. Do be very careful where you buy your seats. We bought seats in the uh, on the third baseline, and up until uh, today, my left ear was like blood red. My right <laughs> ear was fine because the sun, hello, right here the whole time. So yeah, I've got an. I mean, in addition to my driver's tan, which like goes from like uh, let's see, cafe mocha to too much vanilla creamer in his coffee, like left hand or right hand. It's got to be rough to you, but being the epitome of white guy. It's got to be that sun being beaten down on you like that. It's got to be rough. Man, let me tell you, my northern European heritage just absolutely <laughs> just shows through right there. Because you know, like this is. This is like for the rest of my life, I'm going to have like this kind of tan line forever and ever. Anyway. That was also one of the funniest things, too, because um, I went to the Titans Colts game last October, and the sun, it was a fairly warm day, and the sun was like, you know how Nissan Stadium is. It starts like right over here, and then by the end of the game, it's like behind you. Yeah. So I didn't really feel it, but I knew more than likely I was going to get a sunburn. And then like the next day, I had to go to work, and. <laughs> Uh, a colleague of mine asked me, "Hey Brian, you okay?" I said, "Yeah." Uh, you're just a little red there. No, I went to the Titans game yesterday. <laughs> How so, red were you? Just like I was mostly the right side, my right cheek. Were you like that mango? Red. That mango on that uh, Snapple commercial that get they, they, it says you know mangoes can be sunburned. Have you ever seen that commercial yet? No, no. you've never seen that commercial. Oh, no, gosh, hey, it was okay. This I, is the pop I, culture I, thing we got to fix. I, I, I tan <laughs> fairly well, so it would be red, and then after like a week. It'll go away. How do NASCAR fans do this? Because NASCAR, because racetracks can face any direction that they damn well please. There's no shade whatsoever. That's the reason why NASCAR guy, keep in mind, this is why Oakley sunglasses were so freaking cool. NASCAR guy is standing outside his car, got his Oakleys on, he's clean shaven, got his trophy wife next to him, next to this really fast car that could probably kill you even if you just, you know, you look at it the wrong way. Oakley's the only the only thing they were wearing other than their racing suit was Oakley's but anywho how do how do racing fans even get past this do they just uh, they can, just deal with it can I answer can I answer that question that's why they drink a lot <laughs> they just oh, you know what we're just gonna take the lot, burn you will get even more sunburn yeah, yeah but you, you should know though once you drink at a certain point not gonna feel it this is you're true. not gonna feel it <laughs> like Lane Kiffin in that video that's drunken Florida like exactly prime example of drunken Florida right there yeah um it's not only uh, just race fans because sometimes like if you're going through like the TV channels and you somehow see an outdoor tennis tournament going on hey there's no shade there either so what do those guys do it, they just deal with it it's just part of the sport and tennis would be worse because everyone's wearing white yeah mm. <laughs> everyone's wearing white color bounces off yeah that, that one's fun. I know it took them like forever and a day to get a retractable roof over at Wimbledon so they wouldn't because it's the one tennis tournament where it actually rains. Yeah. Go figure that. <laughs> British. So other than getting burnt, how was Louisville for you? I, it was fine. Uh, I can't really complain Did that much. Did the Bats win? Who'd they play? Uh, they played a doubleheader against uh, the Indianapolis Indians, which Did, are not actually affiliate of the Indians. They're affiliate of the Pirates. Did, uh, did you go to both of them? It was a double. Yeah, I went to uh, the first one, and then they was terrible, and then I watched a couple innings of the second one, and we decided to drive back. I don't blame you. So went, y'all didn't stay the night up there. No, I didn't stay the night. I went to this one place called Ramsey's Cafe on the World, and it's I had like uh like, like I had grouper that was smothered with like crab cakes, and it was my my I think our tab was totally like twenty bucks a person. It was really good. Wow. Well, next to a Skyline Chili. All right. Uh, no. Not Chili. No, don't go to Skyline. That's the that place. You'll sit on Twitter all day. Oh no no I don't I don't do crummy Cincinnati condiment chili. Oh gosh, it's so rough. We got up we got up Saturday morning. And we were like, let's just go ahead and go. And we left up there, and uh, 
I would literally book the hotel on the phone going up to. Those are always the best ones. Yeah, and you know we got we got up there and we did the whole we did the whole park and everything. The splash what do they splash mountain or whatever they call mm-hmm. it? I don't even know what they call it. But uh, it it was we were we were gonna go out downtown Louisville, which it's kind of a far little bit from. Yeah, yeah there's never an airport that's close to downtown. So yeah, you would have had a pretty good drive. Yeah, it was a good little drive. And we got in there and we were like, oh, we're so hungry and blah, you know, whatever. And they had a they had a restaurant inside the hotel so i was like that's that's what we're doing now, here's, yeah, <laughs> then we watched the movie <laughs> now louisville does have its cringeworthy parts of downtown there's some areas that you know that are good like every other city has just like you don't National. want to go to now like the old epicenter of downtown louisville was fourth street fourth street is like they have like this glass atrium that covers part of the street it's essentially now a mall food court for drunk people mm. there's like a gordon beer shahard rock cafe and like a bunch of stuff that's you know, it would be really cool if you're there on a business trip, you know, on the, at like 5 o'clock in the evening. But after 10 o'clock at night, they start checking IDs, and, yeah, it's it's not the, be- not the best. Uh, over close to, like, where the Yum Center is, though, there's Whiskey Row. That's See, that's what I was looking boat. for because I was sitting there thinking. I was like, well, Dan did something up here with whiskey or bourbon, right? There was a bourbon Oh, are you going to try to do the bourbon trail? Yeah, I was thinking about well, there's that. Like the, there's the, uh, the, the distillery tour, then there's the urban bourbon trail where you can actually get the app for that. Oh well, yeah. See, I, I I thought about all that stuff, but then after being in that, which which it was hot, but it wasn't humid. Thank goodness. Uh, it was the like perfect. weekend's weather was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Even here, it still is today, though. It's not. Yeah, humid. It's yeah. nice. It's like until what Wednesday or Thursday. It's but yeah, storms are going to show up. But I mean, I you know, it being out in that all day and then going on those rides, and you know, my only gripe with uh, Kentucky T- Kingdom is they don't have the fast pass. I've really became attuned to the fast passes. Like they used to. Did they used to? Yeah, back when well, it was back the when six, six flags. flags yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They. I remember back when they because I went there my eighth grade summer trip or whatever. You know, we went that went there, and uh, that was like the same year they had that whole leg cut off incident with the the, the elevator, t- the t- Superman Tower Power. Oh, they've they really renamed that thing so many times. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was then. But uh, yeah, the fast pass, man. I'm, I'm, I never. We went to last summer. We went to uh, Kings Island, and I never really felt white privilege in my life until when I got their super fast pass and I skipped a line of 400 people and went straight to the very front <laughs> and rode the ride. Then left, came back about maybe like 30 minutes later, saw the same people still staying in line and skipped them again <laughs> to ride it again. <laughs> And I thought, you know, the first time it's like, oh, this is cool. You don't even pay attention to the other faces. But then the second time when you do it and you see people that saw you already ride it, leave, come back and ride it again, those people, that's who you feel like you start. Those people are going to find you in the parking lot later and beat you up and take your wristband. Goodness (laughs) me. Like, I'm looking at this here. I'm on the Kings Island website now. Oh, it's expensive. Yes. As low as $68 plus taxes and fees. That's just for the the entry ticket, probably. No, that's the Fastlane Plus. Fastlane. Yeah, see, they have Fastlane, then Fastlane Plus. My goodness, yep. there's like white privilege and white privilege with money, man. No, that's we. It's like, like next level. I'm not even. I'm not, I'm not anything better. We got. We showed up. We stayed the night before in the Kings Island, and then we showed up early, right as the gates opened. Walked in, got over to the, their big ride is the Banshee. One is the that's one of the four rides for the Fast Lane Plus. We only had the Fast Lane. We didn't get the Fast Lane Plus at first. Already the the wait was two hours on the sign. Like they had already said, it's a two hour wait from this distance. And I I, I looked at my girlfriend Maggie and was like can't do this we'll i'll go crazy ran to the nearest ticket thing and it was an extra 30 bucks for each of us to go up to the fast lane plus <laughs> so i was like i don't care i was like if i'm good i'm already here i just got to pay it and i'm gonna i'm gonna go but you know those are those are days when i was getting that hurts money was this the weekend <laughs> was this the weekend or a weekday 
Uh, it was weekend. I okay. All right. It might have been Friday. I don't know. It yeah. was crazy. It was. It, I just remember it being like, I, <laughs> I never felt worse <laughs> in my life than when I was skipping all oh, those people. Dead. I would for be, the fifth time. <laughs> I feel. I'd feel bad for about a second, but after like the third one, I'd be doing the Levar Ball walk up to it. Just, <laughs> <That's>, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you, you're going through like. It, they because you know they they all do the, like the 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 zigzag pattern of the line yeah yeah but the line there's just one narrow walk straight to the beginning and then you're just going by all I'd those be walking people. through with like aloe blacks you can you know I'm the man I'm the man I'm the man <laughs> playing just on repeat but you know what I would never do that kind of stuff if I I would and I'm not saying I have money or anything but I'm saying I would not do that if I wasn't going to plan to pay for that. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay so much because what was the ticket? Did you have the tickets? Just that yeah, he said it was like sixty eight. That's sixty eight just tax. for that that's was just, just for the fast lane. Yeah, never mind the tickets. You got to get that on top. So oh. you got to get that on top of what it is. So you get you and that that's on top of the fast lane. So you got to get fast lane plus on top of fast lane and the tickets to get all that. I think. I, well, it, they ended up what two hundred bucks. Hold on, you? admission and fast lane. Fastlane plus uh, ninety nine plus applicable taxes and fees. Yeah, it was about two hundred bucks for both of us to go Man. up there. But I mean, that's what I'm saying though. I, I don't. Would you ever want to go somewhere where you're spending at least fifty bucks? I think that's just the entry ticket was fifty bucks. Uh, and you have to double down to have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> that's well, realistic. You have that, to double down. But that's you how they make that? their money. Yeah. And, and you know what? It works. But I also wouldn't want to sit in that line. You no. know what I mean? Like, why would you plan your? And that's uh, being when I used to work at Hertz and travel companies and all that. I always saw all these people that were planning all these trips and they were trying to do it as cheap as they could. And I never understood why can't you just plan to like pay the extra money to make sure you're comfortable. That's the sign of getting older, man. Man, it, 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 that is getting I'm telling older. you, this whole year has been just. Uh, I'm going to bed late earlier. I'm going to all of it. I just you are, feel you old. are officially <laughs> becoming more of an adult at that point. When you say, you know what, I could just get in my car and I could drive to Florida and I could be there at nine, eight, nine hours. Adult me says, you know what, I can just fly. Yeah, I just <laughs> save my save my fly. extra money. You know, but 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 Dan, what you know, you you're where you going to need a car when you're down there? I can rent a car now. I can rent a Dodge Charger. Hey, I being can. someone being someone who who worked in that, don't rent a car. If you can, to your best, do not rent a car. Why? Uh, the stuff that goes on. Oh, I know. I'm I'm gonna need a hazmat suit to comfortably drive that thing and not have a disease. But you Sir, know what? I was the one who had to clean the cars. You think those cars were clean? <laughs> they were clean enough, is what I like to say. You know what? That's why I wear clothes. <laughs> but if you are ever really for real any listener if you're going to rent a car make sure you just pick up their coverage just get the first person coverage because that way you don't have to deal with your insurance yep. i've seen so $15 many fifteen dollars a day yeah, make sure cool. call before you go make sure they have a car for sure because it's not on them to completely have a car for you if you're doing it not at an airport i'm telling you there's a whole thing yeah being someone that was in it it was terrible and they will put so much money into making sure that if you messed up on something on that car they will charge you for it oh, unless yeah. you got the got that coverage that's so, just a little, little little helpful fact so while you guys were in Louisville, i was here in town just watching canadian football so oh man we gotta talk about that later right we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna talk about that but uh, it's this is gonna be an interesting topic because right now we're kind of in that dry spell where if you're not a big baseball fan or if you're not really into races on the weekend this is a real dry spell for you because all the drafts are done I mean, you've got free agency coming up with both the NBA and uh, the NHL, but honestly, I mean, we've the, we've been kind of lucky though with the Preds that they've oh, kind yeah. of helped take out that that uh like an extra month almost, right? Pretty of much just dead dead sports talk. Yeah, because usually they they were done like what April, early May, yeah, and then 
it was like two months of like nothing for a I, while. Yeah, I, I do think that with the Predators playoff run, that with uh, you had so many people that were used to going downtown and used to being satisfied with that, you're going to see an uptick in Sounds tickets, which we've seen so far. They're currently leading the, still leading uh, the Pacific Coast League in attendance. And I bet you're going to see a spike in the, those early season Titans games as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe the preseason games. Yeah, you may actually have people in the stands for preseason. And maybe recruiting for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt recruiting's yeah. been good. I wouldn't be surprised if we even see Vanderbilt people in the stands on Saturdays too. I mean, I think this is kind of the trickle down effect of when you get people used to going downtown, used to being used to going in, and uh, just taking part and being part of the hoopla and being part of the atmosphere, it gets contagious. So we're going to talk a bit about that as well. But also, just you know, we talked a bit about summer vacations as well. We got to do something to entertain, entertain ourselves, and that's why the Canadian Football League is so <laughs> damn special. It is all kinds of Canadian football to break down as well. You're listening to After Dark. Let's go, girls. Who doesn't love the song? This is a great song. This, yeah, this was nice. Like, it's such a unisexual song, yep. even though it's all about girls. What's odd is that you really don't even hear the song around downtown Nashville anymore, being like the bachelorette capital of the East Coast. A lot of karaoke songs are like karaoke bars. I hear this all the time. Really? I, I, I hmm. Did you know that? I'm an avid karaoke goer. Are you? I do. I, li- <laughs> I love doing karaoke. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> we accept you for who you are. So let's let's dive into some like legitimate sports topics here for just a few minutes at least. Uh, the Predator. Expansion draft for the Las Vegas Golden Knights, which I think we all agreed. I think who had the line earlier about this about the logo? Oh, it's a yeah, it was me. It, it it, it's, it's a it's like a Madden Creator Team logo, one hundred percent. It's it it's is. like the Tiburon Sharks. Remember how like you start out when you create your own NFL team and everything? It's like that. It looks that bad. Even their alternate logo is not that appealing. It's I mean, star with, their alternate. Yellow. It, it's like a red, a four pointed red star, and like two swords. That's stupid. It's not very good. So it's like very, a it's like a BS Titans logo almost. It's huh? like a very just low imagination whatsoever. Yeah. Even the uniforms are pretty crazy. They could have done. I, I don't mind the uniforms as far as the color scheme goes, but gold knights though could they not? They could have tried to pick a little bit better. They tried a, to do black knights, but the owner had a lot of pro- legal problems with that. Yeah, even though the the owning the ownership group is actually called Black Knight Sports. Yeah, yeah, they have trouble with that. Yeah, they would and never, they would even, never get it from the team. And even from, with their Golden Knights uh, name, they're having trouble with that too because the patent office claims that some school no one's ever heard of is called the Golden Knights. But he's claiming that well, other schools and other teams use the Golden Knights like UCF or well, one. UCF actually dropped that. UCF's just oh, now the Knights. Just the Knights. It's so. A, it's so bad though. Golden Knights. This is the NHL in a nutshell. They don't. I mean, th- as far as just looking around, there's very little premeditation when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, it's gotta dra- be hard. Yeah, it sucks, man. The expansion drafted. <laughs> having the, I, I got so tired of defending this stupid league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Predators did lose James Neal uh, in the expansion draft. Uh, Had to happen. No, it didn't have to happen. It was gonna happen. Is a better way to say uh, it. You know what? This is kind of a like, this is a gamble for Vegas right here. Because right now what Vegas is going to do, one of two things. Number one, they could hold on to James Neal, try to make the playoffs with what they have, and hope to re-sign him, maybe name him captain and try to re-sign him. Or they can flip him at the trade deadline for more than just a more than just a, a first overall pick or something. To me, this is just a gamble on Vegas's part, no pun intended. 
Um, the, they did remove a provision, though, that would prevent the team that lost their players in the expansion draft, i.e. Nashville with James Neal, from reacquiring him. So technically, Nashville could turn around and trade to get James Neal back. That's possible. Who would we trade? Uh, and honestly, would it be worth it? I would just trade. Uh, I would just trade draft picks because right now Vegas has to completely start. By the way, the team is called Vegas, not Las Vegas, which is freaking stupid to begin with. I'm so gonna call them Las Vegas. Yeah, let's just call them Las Vegas to hell with it. Um, <laughs> it's just like you know, like there's like the Nashville FC, the soccer team. I still call them the Metros. <laughs> I'm that old. They're SC now. Yeah, yeah, true. Nashville <laughs> FC, SC. That, they're the Metros. Um, with that in mind, uh, the Predators. I mean, the free agency coming up. They do have. Uh, they have plenty of cap space now. They got over 20 million in cap space to re-sign Johansson, to re-sign Arvidsson. Speaking of Ryan Johansson, him and both Kevin Fiala, they're both skating. That's good. Ryan Johansson's photo, yeah. leg exploded. <laughs> He's skating. Kevin Fiala's femur was broken. He's skating. That's hockey, though, right? Heck, he was even skating and doing like figure skating moves and hockey skates today. That's that's incredible. Then you hear about like Ryan Kessler and everybody after they played Nashville. Oh, they're out four months because of shoulder injuries. Yeah, bless <laughs> their hearts. So you got that going on. Uh, development camp's going on. I'm seeing pictures of Victor Achel from uh, our guy Daniel Lavender, who's the uh, Milwaukee Admirals blog follower, uh, blog uh, runner, and uh, Victor Achel is about the size of a car. And he he did a really interesting interview with the NHL.com folks saying uh, that he chose Nashville because, quote, he fell in love and he had so much fun. At they actually brought him to game four against Chicago. That's Which, like uh, that's like a that's like a college football iffy face style recruiting where mm-hmm. you're bringing a, you're bringing in a player. Like, like if you're Alabama, you're bringing him to the Alabama Auburn game. You know, you could be on this field right here, boy. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. That was beautiful. And that's how he signed here, right? Yep. Uh, he uh, chose Nashville over Chicago, over Detroit, a lot of teams that have a kind of a sexier lineage. But uh, Nashville has, you know, a, a history with bringing in Swedish players. They're on a bit of a roll. They got a younger core. Makes sense. Chicago retooled very hard at the draft. Now, this will directly impact the Nashville Predators. Chicago opted to ship off Artemi Panarin, who has been a linemate of Patrick Kane the last two years. Won the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year uh, just a couple years ago. He's n- he's a little bit older than Brandon Saad, but they opted to bring Brandon Saad back at the expense of Panarin. Swapped a few, uh, swapped some goalies and some prospects. The big part of it is Brandon Saad back coming back for Artemi Panarin. Blackhawks uh, writers are explaining this as, you know what Brandon Saad's cost is going to be. You know he works better with Jonathan Taves. If you're a Blackhawks fan, you know that Jonathan Taves needs Brandon Saad much more than Patrick Kane needs Artemi Panarin. Kane's put up these kind of numbers beside just about anybody. Jonathan Taves has not been good without Brandon Saad. Our team Panarin has not done well in the playoffs. It makes sense on that front. But as far as if you're just looking at the numbers here, Brandon Saad is not the offensive player that our team Panarin is, period. So this is a move that Chicago made to get back in the playoffs. They also traded off their best pure defender and Nicholas Jomerson to uh, Arizona. I still want to call them Phoenix. Continue him up to Arizona for uh, some prospects, some younger players, trying to get under the salary cap. Marion Hossa for Chicago is kind of retired. This is a really stupid thing that the NHL does where if you uh, if you get hurt or if you uh, if you have one of those ridiculously long contracts, Marion Hossa was going to get paid by Chicago until he was 42. And but, it was only going to be like $1 million a year because he signed his contract. This is when they had that loophole. And Nashville also exploited it, too. Well, we didn't exploit it. It was more of a uh, David Poyle had to, oh, had had to, to sign, sign the offer yeah. sheet from Shea Weber. Yeah, because he signed with 
Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, it was during this time where you can sign for like 10 to 15 years, and it would be like low salary, high salary, and then just $1 million for the rest of the rest of the time correct and it's, it's it, conspiracy folks are going to say well this is when uh this is when his contract went down to one million dollars a year now yep yeah, i understand now you have a skin allergy but or a skin condition but come on man yeah it's, it's, that's it, the same thing with Ilya kovachuk and there's rumors of him wanting to come back to the nhl correct some rumors have him going anywhere from st louis to columbus so teams that nashville does see from time to time i think columbus would be an interesting fit with tortorella just you know over the rage factor there but Chicago is having to retool pretty hard right now for a the salary cap reasoning, and b the fact they got swept by the Nashville Predators. <coughs> I don't think I'm going to get tired of hearing that. But it does feel nice. It does feel it, nice. It, it's amazing how much they're always up against the cap. They get rid of a lot of good players, like what, what they did over the weekend with RT. I'm trying to say his name. Artemi right. Panarin. Yeah, Artemi. Because <laughs> he's Russian and his name's really hard to pronounce. And Chalmerson. Like half of the NHL. <laughs> and Chalmerson. Nicholas Chalmerson, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, it's amazing what they can do and they still be competitive. And they're more than likely going to win the division again next year. Uh, it depends. Uh, Minnesota's going to be good. Uh, St. Louis is going to take a step back. Nashville's probably going to take a step up in the regular season. I think Nashville's going to start slow just because anytime you play that long it's you know Nashville still look at LeBron James he does it well basketball is a completely different animal man basketball still you're there's not one of the more up-paced sports yeah it is but it's not the physical they, toll you're yeah. not you're not having a guy's leg explode during a game you're not having you know the concussion issue you're not having the as many broken bones and such now granted like in basketball if you have a tendon in your ring finger that's wrong you may not be able to shoot as well and you're gonna miss time but different mm. animal uh, this is not a you know, please like my sport argument. It's just basketball is much more of a precision game, and as long as you can skate, you can still contribute and play hockey. There's no telling what Ryan Ellis was going through there at the end of that series. Mm-hmm. So hockey injuries are awful. Yeah, he was just limping just to get on to the ice for game six. Speaking of basketball and injuries and, and, and players just kind of hobbling around, you were incredibly disappointed by the big three, weren't you? I, I really was. Because we, we were all it. excited. Every bit of it. Every, I mean, what? how would you not be excited about hearing about AI? coming back to play basketball. Everybody wants to see the answer go up and play basketball again. And the one we got was not the one we had. And it's like and it, also the tape delay of it, the the time it took for each games, which that's why it was tape delayed. I think they had a hunch that hey, this might take forever for them teams if you're not in the know to win that game, it's first team to 60. First team to 30 causes a halftime. How long do the games take again? Uh According to the Olympic rules, since we talked about it last week, where three-on-three would be part of the 2020 Summer Olympic program in Tokyo, I was looking it up, uh, I think, either today or yesterday. Um, It's going to be like 10 minutes, and then I think at some point it would be a 21-point. So it's supposed to take 10 minutes to play. Yeah. And it's like the first to 21 or 10 minutes or whatever. And they were taking like 40 minutes or something like that? Yeah, I was watching part of it, and it was like a 12 12 game 14 second shot clock and it was like 25 yeah half court and 25 minutes left on the clock for the first half yeah yeah it's crazy yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like, just, if you're going to play a game of basketball you might as well play <laughs> the full court it was also kind of sad because it's like guys that you grow up knowing as like legends of whatever they did ai jason williams white chocolate came out there and broke his leg <laughs> I mean, it was just so much of it just kind of went downhill. To, to me, when I was watching, I watched a little bit of it yesterday. I only watched about like 
two to three minutes at the most. Because it was played that, Sunday and yeah, it was taped delayed Sunday for Monday. And it was taped delayed for Monday on FS1. And it looked slower than an NBA game. Yeah. During the regular season. During the regular season. <laughs> that is bad. Yeah. Granted, there's a bunch of has-beens out there who did play in the NBA, what, 5, 10, 15 years ago who are playing in this league now. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's it was really rough. College basketball is much better than this. Yeah, I I just don't you know I don't I get the idea on paper makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. The problem is is getting a bunch of old guys started to play basketball. When again. everybody started hyping up Brian Scalbrini guarding AI, I was like, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> this <laughs> really there, sucks. There was a show on HBO that I really loved called uh, Luck. Essentially, it was Dennis Hop. It was uh, Dennis Hopper uh, and uh, Dennis Farina, and it, it was a lot of really good actors doing it. But it, it, it's it focused on this racetrack. The premise of the show had a lot to do with horses, and so they were taking these old racehorses. They were like five step five to eight year olds and running them in like a full on thoroughbred races. They had to cancel the show because so many racehorses died during the filming of the show. <laughs> this is basically what. So the I'm reading th- exactly. You're wondering when that was going to come back around, right? So I'm reading through here. Jason Williams, Corey Maggette got hurt. This is the first. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin got hurt. Oh man. I mean, just all these names of guys that you know were were good basketball players. Maybe not good, not great, but good. Jason Williams, you could say, was a great basketball player for what just what he's ty- his type of basketball was. But <laughs> and Brian Scalabrini, the only was, claim to fame he has is winning a title with Boston back in 08. Yeah. <laughs> more rings than more rings than AI. So I'm looking Charles forward Barkley to <laughs> it's going to be like Shane Battier, uh, Eric Dampier, Big Baby Davis, like the guys who didn't get the first call are going to get the second call. Yeah, no, I mean Battier actually wouldn't be a bad one just because he would just set up on the on the three point line and just sit there and shoot. And what's all day. pretty funny to give this a little local flavor since we're in Nashville? I was looking through the rosters. One of the teams has Derek Byers on the team who used to play at Vanderbilt but like 10 years ago you get shane foster out there yeah he can he can shoot the ball Call, uh, do it who was the guy from ut uh who Ron Slay? no hit the well, that would <laughs> be, be a bad good. one that lofton lofton that's who i was thinking of went and played in greece or wherever well, I mean, if you remember all the good players from tennessee and vanderbilt basketball programs they all went to europe yeah, yeah. yeah. So you bring back like the the 2013 14 Gators, and like with Will, you get Pat, you know uh, Pat Smith or Pat White, and get that crew out there. Yeah, <laughs> light them up, Scotty Wilbekin. <laughs> what what Man NBA player? What NBA player do you think like that's a current NBA player will be the next to join the big three? Uh, why would you leave <laughs> none there, at man? the moment? <laughs> After seeing this, like you know what? Well, I'm saying it's got to be someone who's whose career is ending. Who hadn't really done too much? Udonis Haslam. There you go. Or something like that. <laughs> That's you know, who I was thinking. <laughs> who's got all the? Oh, he's got all the time and money and respect that Miami could ever offer him. He's the captain, official captain of the Heat. Yep. But he knows he can. You know, what? I'm just going to get five million dollars and sit here on the bench, or I can make thousands and play in the big three and watch my ACL literally jump out of my leg. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm good. So. The big three. I mean, I want to see it get better, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a Vince Carter or something like that, and at least like show up. At yeah, some point. Carter. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Carter's gonna go ring chasing. 40, though. Yeah, he's gonna go ring chasing. How old is he now? He's 40. over forty. Yeah. Golly. 40. Imagine him coming off the bench for Golden State next year. Watch it happen. Uh, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, all of them gonna come off the bench next year for Golden Gary State. Gary Payton, <laughs> Carl Malone, searching that ring. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Coming up after the break, we have a very important CFL update that you will not want to miss. Ba-da-dum. Also, uh, two of the worst uh, gimmicks in professional wrestling history. Zach's favorite topic. We're going to get after that as well. Mm. You're listening to After Dark. 
Welcome back to Sports After Dark. Brian, Dan, and Zach. You can follow us on Twitter at After Dark Sports. You can follow me at Brian Robertson underscore Dan at Dan D. Bradley and Zach at Zachariah W. And we've got some CFL talk. We interrupt this program with some breaking news. It's just in. The CFL season has started. <laughs> All right, it started last Thursday with uh, the Montreal Alouettes and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and of course we talked about the Rough Riders. They were in the news last two weeks because of Vince Young, and we've gotten more news on that later. But anyway, uh, they played on Thursday night football. That was a crap game. <laughs> I, w- I watched it. Can it you was, just say that like CFL? Like that could almost be the commercial. Like it's that, like football. <laughs> it's like football, but not. Yeah, uh, that was a really rough game to watch. Um, it came down to a field goal and the Saskatchewan kicker. I forgot his name. Uh, he yeah, made everyone, three, the guy for Saskatchewan too. They forgot it too. Uh, he made three field goals earlier in the year. Earlier in the game, not earlier in the year. Earlier in the game. Goes wide right, misses. So that game ends 17-16 in favor of Montreal. Oh, man. Wait, what did it? You gave me another one that they missed. Somebody else missed wide right, and they ended, the game ended tied, right? No, it, it, the game ended tied uh, on Friday night. It was a rematch from last year's Grey Cup between Calgary and Ottawa. Who could forget that one? Uh, you just throw that out the w- records in those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Grey Cup game was pretty good, too, but... This game, it was pretty crazy. It looked like Ottawa was going to pull away. They were ahead 28-14 to in the fourth quarter. Then Calgary came back. Uh, they exchanged field goals in the first overtime, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the Canadian sports. No, this is the sports network, right? right. That one's called. Can- sorry, yeah, sorry, so- sorry about that one, eh? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's all about the process here. Yeah, yeah. Trust, <laughs> trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process, hey, eh? This is what happens when you listen to. P.K. Subban pronounce everything in correct English. This is what happens when you don't join your friends in Louisville separately yeah. and watch Canadian we didn't even, football. We didn't even see each other there either. Yeah. So. I know. That's what I'm All saying. Right. No, he had to be in Louisville, but he had to be in a different part of Louisville. Like, he had to be on the lake or something. All right. <laughs> All right. I got it backwards. Uh, it was tied. They both, both teams did not score in the first overtime and went to a second overtime. They both exchanged field goals and it ended in a 31-31 to 31 tie. I'm glad you fixed that because I didn't want to have to read all these angry tweets about how he, Brian Damn messed guys, up. guys, why don't you respect my Yeah, there league. it is. <laughs> you bunch of piss ants and doing then, this podcast. Bunch of hosers. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse my language, but I just don't think this is good. And then <laughs> Sunday, it was against Hamilton and Toronto, the Battle of Ontario, as they like to call it. It was a 15-12 to 12 overtime lead for Toronto, I believe. And then Toronto just took off in the second half. And I think they wound up winning like 32 to like 16 or something like that. So, yeah, this was Canadian football And only 13,000 people showed up to the newly renovated out- – well, first off, the Argonauts are now playing outdoors instead of inside the, uh, the old Sky Dome, which is now Rogers Place. So they're playing outside at like the soccer stadium. The which BMO has, field. Yeah, only 13,000 people. That's not a lot. No, I, mean, I think that stadium can hold up to twenty. Uh, actually, hold up closer to closer to forty or fifty. Forty they, or fifty. Yeah. They expanded it for the women's world. Uh, Cup. Is that more oh, than yeah. Vandy's? V- uh, no, Vandy's right, like just underneath forty. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have the way they have actually right the way they have it configured for football. It's only around uh, twenty six, but still, the uh, the only team that even came close to selling out their their Canadian football game 
not real football, but Canadian football game is <laughs> Ottawa, the smallest city in the league. <sighs> Ottawa yeah. is the smallest city. In the I league? think it is. I thought Regina would be because it's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Regina does rhyme with fun. Yeah, you are correct. Thanks, Deadpool. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, that was your Canadian football update. We also have another update from from Canada, kind of by kind way of, of Canada, by way Austin, of Canada. Texas, by way of Saskatchewan. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Vince Young came out today uh, complaining that Ryan Fitzpatrick still has a job in the NFL and he doesn't. Leads the lead. He said he leads the league in the in in interceptions. How is he still making uh, exp- expletive money? Well, here's the thing: he doesn't go in public and complain. The guy just has kids. Have you seen how many kids he has? Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't he think he's Marty or anything. But come on now. He's got like six, I think. He's got like six. All with the same woman though. Well, he's well, responsible. Okay. Then. Not he's not a Cromartie. Yeah, I was okay. about to say that's yeah. that's where I was going to with that. Ooh man, we went. But there, I remember yeah. one time. Uh, I know we're getting a little off topic. No, here, you're but good. I remember one time. I think when Fitzpatrick in his first year for the Jets, uh, everybody likes to to point out that Fitzpatrick had one of the best Wonderlick scores ever in the history of the combine because he went to Harvard. Yeah, and then I think one, after one game <laughs> he, he had a. <laughs> After one game, uh, Fitzpatrick got his son to go up there, and they uh, like all the reporters were asking like advanced math questions, and he was getting them right. So I think there's some good genes in the Fitzpatrick family when it comes to mathematics. So Vince Young's career quarterback rating is a 74.4. That's not terrible by any means. His record as a starter is not bad either. 32 and 19. Vince but Young career. You have to dig deeper in that record. 46 though. and 51 t- uh, touchdown interceptions. So. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, a, a guy who's bounced around. He had a really good year with the Jets a couple years ago. Helps he was throwing the ball to Brandon Marshall. This and is Eric true. Decker. This you is know. true. It's not like healthy it. Eric Decker. Yeah. Let's, let's let's go ahead and quantify. There's a healthy yeah. Eric Decker and the one the Titans signed. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback rating of sixty nine point six. Yeah, I mean that was his rating last year. Let me take that back. That was his rating last. This is weird. NFL. NFL.com went for the uh, full-on career stats, and then, okay, his quarterback rating us for his career, 79.7. So that's better. That's better. That's better. His his touchdown-interception rate was actually positive, 166 to 133. Not bad. That's like, what, 1.2 to 1? It's just weird that with those stats, you you could argue if you're just looking at the stats, right, Vince Young could still be a backup. Like, what's Vince Young compared to Matt Castle? You know what? I'd rather have Vince Young. I mean, just based on skill set, I would rather have Vince Young because I could I trust the backup quarterback just to go in and make something happen. Yeah, and that's what Vince Young was good at. I mean, really. That- but if it was me, I'd just let Vince Young just run the football. Don't even try to throw it because he's terrible at throwing the football. He is not good at throwing the football. He was good that's at throwing it. He was good at throwing it before 10 yards. <laughs> yeah. Here's but. a name that no one's kicking around for like all these backup quarterback jobs. Josh Freeman. He was signed he, to the Colts last season at jo- the end of the se- season, correct? No, the the year a year ago. Was that a year ago? I'm yeah. thinking I'm I'm digging in right now. He I'm trying to think about Josh Freeman history. He yeah. has to be one of the biggest draft busts. No. No. I know Marcus Russell was the biggest, but Josh Freeman has to be one of the biggest because he was a first round draft pick by Tampa Bay to be their franchise quarterback and he flamed out so much. He was in the X the F X L league, the fall yeah. 
<laughs> developmental league. Playing in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing on a baseball field. Yeah. Uh, Freeman is an 81 to 68 for his uh, touchdown. He's got a 57% completion ratio, which puts you right on par with Vince Young. But, you know, he didn't really get a ton of time. He was only, he had four years on a really bad Tampa team, went to Minnesota for a cup of coffee. Uh, about midway through the season. Cup of coffee in the big time. Cup of coffee in the big time. <laughs> yeah, he had a good two years, and then he had one really bad year in Tampa Bay, and they just gave up on him. He was with the Redskins too, wasn't he? No, he never spent time with the Redskins. He spent time in Minnesota. Who am I thinking of that was He played with the 12 Redskins. games for Minnesota. Am I thinking of another person? I must be. Donovan McNabb? He, he no. wore number five, and he played Why do Washington. I swear Freeman was on the Redskins? Who was, who was the last Redskins? i got to look it up. You're talking about? RG three? No, I know who. I wouldn't get RG three mixed up with it. Josh Freeman. Anyways, yeah, Josh Freeman had a season where he went ten and six his second year. I can't believe I yeah. didn't have this already loaded went, up for this conversation. His second <laughs> year, twenty five touchdowns and six interceptions. It's pretty good. They gave up on him quick. His second, his last complete year in Tampa, twenty seven touchdowns, seventeen. Hell, the Jaguars would start him tomorrow <laughs> with those numbers, <laughs> and might win the division. Yeah. Good God. This guy ain't got a job. I mean, never mind. I know Vince Young you know, wore out his welcome in multiple places. Vince Young has his funky sidearm delivery. Dream team. <laughs> Dream team. You know, I'll never forget that line. Yeah. Well, you know, he, watching the interview for that, because they just had the SI thing come out with it, he didn't really jump on the dream he just kind of said it like he was answering a question. Uh, like, ah, oh, it's dream team. Like, you yeah, know, it's like a dream team. Yeah, but we got he, Dom Diasamoa. We have all these Pro Bowl players, and then man, that was the crappiest Philadelphia team in years. Yeah, yeah Terrell Owens, that whole crew. I mean, this is that's like when, um, oh geez, like the TLC song, No Scrubs. It's like the most scrub thing ever to do is to be like the backup quarterback and talking about your upcoming right, upcoming year's record. Man, that's that's a scrub thing to do. Jason Campbell's who I'm thinking of. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> Redskins had some bad quarterback choices, and now they're acting like they don't want to pay Kirk Cousins. Bless his heart. I feel like <laughs> look up Campbell's. I feel like that's like another Freeman. It's the exact same no. person. Yeah, because with body. Jason Campbell, he wasn't very heralded even at Auburn because he was mm-hmm. part of that 0-4 team that, that should have went to the national title game that had like three NFL running backs. Yeah, yeah. I uh, thought yeah. Campbell was a solid mm-hmm. quarterback. He wasn't like, that great, he, but he did his job to me. Sugar Bowl MVP. Yeah, see. SEC he, Offensive Player of the Year. He was good at Auburn. Music City Bowl MVP, and see now we bring it back to Nashville. Yeah. So you got uh, Vince Young, you know, running his mouth to SI about you know kind of aware they now think they're going to do. And you have, then you have the the you know the dark skinned elephant in the room in the sense that Colin Kaepernick's out there with no job. He comes with so much more than whatever Vince Young or anyone else because you're starting to put in. It's the same, and you could really, it's really comparable to Tebow. Mm-hmm. Why Tebow couldn't find a job hardly. Not that he was bad. Once again, had a winning record. Won in the playoffs. He just brings along this political Circus. religion. Yeah, it brings in that. And the NFL wants to steer away from that, even though they bend at the will of whoever is complaining about their ethics. They they Gre- just don't want their players Greg to Hardy? have Greg Hardy? Cool. Colin Kaepernick? No. Nah. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's that's the sad truth. I think somebody else was the position as well, is that you want your quarterback to be the guy who sells jerseys. You, yeah. want, you, be, you want your quarterback to be the guy who can go on TV and can can do all this. Greg, you're not always going to ask Greg Hardy for an interview as far as like for like the Boys and Girls Club or anything. Starting quarterback is going to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, there there's plenty, of, there's plenty of bad seeds in the NFL that have – assault records of you know all those kinds of things but yeah you're right the quarterback is the one that they try to look for that 
it's that's your lead guy so the lead guy's got to be clean so much you know they got to yeah. they want they want a whole they want a whole mess of Andrew I think Lux. the problem with Tebow he was pretty squeaky clean to begin with but the problem was like I remember watching like on on NFL Network they have the, like their top 10 or whatever and Tim Tebow when he was being announced to be the backup at the Jets it was like a bunch of media members just showed up See, yeah. the media is what really made Tim Tebow, and that's what a lot of people don't like him. Yeah, true. But I mean, he brought his religious side to it, which I mean, it was all, all for him to do it. He can do that if he yeah. wants. But the NFL wants to stray away from all that kind of talk in their self, and, and just like they want to stray away from political well, talk, you they, don't want to know who. Well, they need to do a better job of it because remember when the final year, the St. Louis. This is when after the. Uh, that shooting that took place in Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah. Then he had like the four St. Louis players do that, like the hands up thing. Yeah, they shouldn't be doing that at all because you're not there to make a political. Statement. But who are the guys doing that? The black players. I couldn't. T- I couldn't pick uh, which players did that. I, that's I what. And that's what I'm saying. Is they I mean, weren't. The, it wasn't the starting point. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It was all. I think it was all defensive linemen that did that. Yeah. yeah. And defensive linemen that typically a little bit closer to it than other than other groups. So Jason Campbell, by the way. So this is the teams Jason Campbell played for: Washington, Oakland, year in Chicago, year in Cleveland, and uh, looks like he played in Cincinnati. I don't even know. If, yeah, he actually attempted 19 passes for Cincinnati in 2014. Ooh, Andy so Dalton's he, he, backup. Did he throw to? He threw to AJ Green then, 2014. I probably would have had to. Yeah. 19. If you're throwing 19 passes, I bet you know 15 of them should have been to AJ Green. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you but you look at you know Kaepernick out there. He's. I feel like that the longer Kaepernick is out there. It's going to take a horrific injury to get him back in the league at this point. Let's say if the uh, if the Teddy Bridgewater injury happens, and you've got Sam Bradford, you can either trade for a guy like Sam Bradford who is made out of glass and you know doesn't you don't really trust him to wears giant sleeves, wears giant sleeves, and has the facial features of the last year's Kentucky Derby winner, or you have Colin Kaepernick out there who you can just literally pay the league minimum. He'll just be happy to to get back in the league. I don't know what I mean. To me, it's, it's a no-brainer. You take Kaepernick, but I'm not trying to run a franchise. I'm trying to win football games. You know, and just looking at ESPN that's on in our studio right now, I see Michael Vick's face up there, and it, just seeing his face makes me think a counter argument to my argument is that Vick got away with, or not got away. He, he didn't went get to jail. away with it. He, he went, went to jail. Prison. He went to prison. <laughs> but he brought. He was able to basically help kill dogs, which in this country is like. That's bad. It's the it's all it's getting eerily close to being worse than killing humans. But it you know, and he came back and still played some good years and still had you know, and, and it's like the NFL kind of swept that under the rug. So it kind of does well, because make sense. he paid he paid for the crime and he was accepted back after he served his which time. was he had a crime he yeah. had an actual crime. What I mean, what Kaepernick do other than just say you know I think there's injustice in this world and all that kind of stuff, which he has a hundred percent right to do. I mean, I and I get kneeling at the at the uh, national anthem. National it's, anthem. The pol- it's the political statement. That's the main I was, reason. I was why. okay. Is with that Kaepernick? worse than that, though? Is what I'm saying. No, it's not even close. It, and it's not close. But, but at least Vic, when he did his, it wasn't a political. Here's statement. another thing: is that this is an ongoing situation with Kaepernick. Yeah. That's how that's how the ownership's looking. This is an ongoing situation. We have no idea how deep it's going to go. And honestly, I was okay with Kaepernick doing that until he made dumbass comments about Fidel Castro. Yeah, that was stupid. Right that before was, you play Miami, that was uneducated comments, and that truly is what it was. I, it is it is football porn for me watching Kiko Alonso tackle him and the, <laughs> just to win that game. That was ooh yeah, that was that was, that was porn. It's that just you know it's weird though. It, the NFL so it really is weird on what battles they pick and choose to go after. 
Yeah, because they still suck at domestic violence. Yeah, oh, that's awful. Horrible. I I still think uh, uh, Ray Rice will end up back in the NFL. No, you think he's too far gone. Running backs. He, no. he hasn't. He hasn't played in what four years now. Yeah, if he yeah. Played, he, he's how done. old was he? How old was he when that happened? I don't even know. I think he was like uh, twenty eight. I, I think he was in his late twenties. Yeah, maybe near the end of his career to begin with. with. With Ray Rice, I mean, I think if he played safety or something, he'd be back in the league by now. But running backs, since those positions have such a short shelf life, no. Ray Rice is thirty. He ain't coming back. Sean Alexander walked away as the NFL MVP practically at 31. You could say, like, a Ray Rice, the body build-wise, is like a Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and Stewart's, how old is he now? Even though I feel like he's been in the league for 30 years. He's about the, he's about the same age as Ray Rice. Yeah. I mean, let's say, like, Thomas Jones, a guy who got better as he got older for a good chunk of his career. And a lot of a lot of teams like doing running back by committee. So, I mean, why couldn't Ray Rice come back and just be a shovel option or be, you know, just a bowling ram over for two yards? You know what, though? As far what would be – this is like the ultimate June sports radio topic. Oh, yeah. This is where we're going. <laughs> where, what's more – I mean, if you're the if you're the uh, an NFL owner, not a GM, but an owner, which would you which are you more likely to sign off on, bringing Ray Rice in or bringing Kyle Kaepernick in? Oh, man. You Ray, want to talk about just – Hey, that's like, a tough question. That's an early tough question. Yeah, that is that – is, <laughs> that's brutal right there because one guy you know is – he used at least some merits to his argument – the other guy has done everything possible that he can to make himself to be to show contrition for something he did, which was far more heinous than what Kaepernick did. But he's at least trying to at least clear his name, trying to get back on the right track. I mean, hell, he married the girl. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything else, that, if she can get over it, why can't anyone else? Just the fact there's video of it, you know. It's just, I know the yeah, video was awful. You know, it, it, I, did we talk about? I feel like we talked about this once, but it was like you, hearing about it was like one thing you're like oh you know whatever but then you see that video and you're like oh man he yeah he's 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 joe mixon video never lies (laughs) yeah he's he's gone joe mixon like that that whole that whole deal as well i still can't believe he can uh he's got a job right now and then that uh luke heimlich from oregon state oh yeah Yeah. that that was that was that's horrible yeah i know It, it ended his baseball career right then and there because ah, he didn't get drafted. I think this question is need to be asked about Oregon State, how he was able to pitch and how he was able to. Well, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of that that needs to get dove into, but it it seems like they're sweeping it under the rug already. Yep, sadly. Yeah, because they get beat. Yep, yep, that's true. I mean, be, I'm more much more like I'm, I like the fact we got an LACC final for one, but also I don't have to watch Oregon State play and I don't have to feel bad about that. On the other side of this, we actually have some F1 talk. We got some other racing talk as well. Five tough questions and. NBA offseason may be actually more entertaining than the actual season itself. You're listening to After Dark. And welcome back. This past week we had the Grand Prix of Azerbaijan, which is an actual place. It's like the weird, like, it's like the oil country that claims itself part of Europe. Yes. So the Grand Prix of Azerbaijan is hosted by Baku. Yeah, the capital city of Who? the country. Baku. Back, who's back? B-A-K-U. It's the capital of Azerbaijan. You're ruining the bit. I know. It's all a bit. It's all work. I, I don't yeah, want to get those angry Azerbaijani mm. emails coming in. <laughs> yeah. See, just like the CFL ones that we got rid of because Brian corrected himself. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, the Azerbaijan, <laughs> which is pretty much a Middle Eastern country, uh, bordering, I think, Russia to the south. Oh, that's a scary but place. It is, right? <laughs> but it is part of uh, Europe. You got tanks on one side and RPGs on the other. Well, Azerbaijan, it's like <laughs> a a writ. A Imagine like a European, yeah, like a European, uh, like an oil Dubai. place. Yeah, yeah it's that's oil money. The entire economy. 
I mean, I would love to have oil money. Oh, everybody would love to have oil money. <laughs> you can make a ton of money. But anyway, uh, yeah, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix is actually the second running of the race. Uh, this is the first year as the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Last year, it was uh, called the European Grand Prix, and that was so stupid of them calling it that. But anyway, uh, last year's race was pretty much considered a wash. It was terrible. It was boring, and Nico Rosberg led wire to wire. He was uncontested. However, this year's race was completely different. And I'm going to start uh, from the beginning. And it was very exciting from what I've watched. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, uh, the star driver for Mercedes, he started on pole position, which became his 66th of his career. And that puts him second all-time to Michael Schumacher, who has 68. Lap one had two accidents in the first lap. Um, Carlos Sainz Jr. spun out to avoid his teammate Danny Kvyat. And uh, Valtteri Bottas and Kimi Raikkonen, who we've talked about earlier this year, got together again. And Botas had to limp to pit, limp around to the pits uh, for a flat tire. And this, the racetrack itself is very long. It's so long that uh, they have a front stretch that's a little over a mile. Yeah, and look at the track like, over here. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah, it's very tight because it's going through city streets and there's nothing but buildings around. <laughs> um. The first safety car period came out on lap 13 when Danny Kvyat's uh, Toro Rosso uh, had transmission problems. Uh, it resumed a few laps later, but uh, more contact with other cars uh, brought out the safety car again because there's debris on the track. And this is when it gets really interesting. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, being the British guy that he is, complained about the safety car going too slow. <laughs> but when I was watching the race... <laughs> He was so far behind, no wonder he was complaining because he was trying to back up the field when it came to a restart. He lagged behind so much on one of the last turns that Sebastian Vettel ran into the back of him, causing damage to his front wing. Vettel took took exception to that, drove along the side of him, and rammed his car into him, into Hamilton. That resulted in a 10-second stop-and-go penalty. Uh, on, on the next restart, these guys were going... The research was so crazy. They were going three wide going into turn one, which you never see in F1 nope. at all. Not outside the first lap, no. Yeah, outside that. of the first lap. But um, four San Diego teammates, Sergio Perez and Esteban Ocon, crashed into each other, bringing out <laughs> That's a safety force, car. Everything you need to know about Force India in one sentence. Yeah, they crashed into each other, bringing out another safety car. That's when uh, the FIA decided, all right, we have to clean this track up. Red flag. It was red flag for 20 minutes. Uh, following the red flag, Hamilton uh, <coughs> continued to lead the race until uh, his headrests started to come off. So apparently, Mercedes <laughs> didn't. Dan's just having a ball over here. Uh, Mercedes, they didn't put his headrests in correctly. So, like, late in the race, it started to come apart. So he had to come make a pit stop and they replaced it. Vettel, a couple of laps later, served his penalty. And it actually proved pretty well because he stayed on the track for two laps. And when Vettel came into the pits to serve his 10-second penalty, he actually beat Hamilton coming out of the pits. So he leapfrogged Hamilton so he can continue his uh, points uh, position. And um, Red Bull's Daniel Ricciardo, who crashed in qualifying, uh, went on to win the race. It was his fifth career win. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> uh Botas, if you want to come back, this is pretty cool about Botas. He went down one lap after getting a flat tire. He came back to finish second. And 
uh, Williams uh, Lance Stroll, the 18-year-old uh, kid that uh, his first year, he actually uh, finished on the podium, his first podium of uh, his career. Uh, Haas's Kevin Magnussen was running in third place for like majority of the second half of the race before uh, faster cars came by and uh, passed him for, and he finished seventh. Uh, after the win, uh, excuse me, after the race, Vettel extended his points lead to 14 points over Hamilton as they go into the Austri- Austrian Grand Prix coming up on July 9th. So, is that in the world of uh, world of racing? That was just world F1. Auto. That was just F1? That was just F1. Uh, I have a few tidbits from the NASCAR and IndyCar races this weekend. Uh, Kevin Harvick won his first race of the season at Sonoma. Uh, Clint Boyer's teammate finished second, and Brad Keselowski uh, ran out the top three. Uh, Dale Jr., he had a pretty good weekend. He finished sixth, and that was after he got caught up in a wreck with Danica Patrick, which Surprise. I'm going to say it wasn't her fault. Okay. Danica, uh, Dale <laughs> you Jr. usually hate her, right? I'm I don't pretty hate sure. her. I don't hate uh, her. I'm going to go back just, in the annals of uh, uh, po- our podcast. And she's just not good enough. I'm just going to tell you that. Oh, but so, okay. This, was, <laughs> this wasn't uh, her fault because uh, Dale Jr. tried to pass her going into the hairpin turn. Uh, lost control of his car. He went to brakes, and it spun out. I and thought Jr. retired. He is retiring. Oh, he's retiring. The process he's of in the retiring. process. In the process oh, okay. of retiring. Because today they He put came, in his notice. Yeah. yeah because today <laughs> they already have a, a hashtag form for the rest of the year, and it's called appreciation with two eights in it. Oh, appreciation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they got collected in a rig, but Dale Jr., he rebounded, finished his sixth. And I, because uh, we've talked about it, Dan, um, when we were watching the Preds game, like, earlier this month, promos for NBCSN and NBC for their NASCAR coverage this weekend. It's all about Dale Jr., his final time at Daytona. I expect him to get a win at that race. So um, this past race was at Son- was at Sonoma, right? Yeah. So I've got some pictures here. This is the uh this is the crowd from Sonoma this weekend. It was terrible. You know, you got it's beautiful wine country, oh. you know, and all that. What was that like 12? Huh? It's like 12 people. This was the crowd at 2005. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, but it what looks was like weird. This looks like Woodstock yeah, compared yeah. to. Yeah, yep. what was weird because the first shot that you showed me, it was along like turns one and two, that entire complex where no one shows up anymore. But when late in the race, when Kevin Harvey did his burnouts, that that part of the track was sold out, which is weird because it was on the other hairpin at the other end of the track. It was just weird how the crowd is. And it's like we were talking about NASCAR's just not in a good spot at all. When it comes to promotion, uh, product on the track, and it's just pretty bad right yeah, now. I mean, what what really kind of made the SEC into like this, you know, unstoppable ratings juggernaut is the fact that it was so good, and you knew what you were watching was the best in the world, and you had two or three teams. You had you had Florida out of the gate, then you had Alabama <laughs> just become like this, you know, unstoppable world beater, and now they're to be they're kind of being challenged by players by players like Clemson and other players on the scene now that are Florida State that are kind of reaching for their crown. Does NASCAR need kind of a a charismatic, dominant figure, or do you think just competition, just parity is good for it long term? Well, they already kind of have a dominant uh, driver in Jimmy Johnson. When's the last time Jimmy Johnson won the – well, he did win this past year, right? Yeah, he won the championship this past year. Well, it's kind of – it's almost with NASCAR, it's the same thing that's going on with the UFC – Right, there are good fighters. There are good racers. There's only like one McGregor right now. Going yeah, on. that's 
I, I agree with you with that because there's not enough personality in NASCAR. Yeah. That's the because thing. there's too many guys that are too focused on racing, which, yeah, it's crazy to think. And it has <laughs> a lot to do with uh, sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. We were just listening to the description of Brian's uh, description of the F1 race, and that sounds like the most entertaining NASCAR race ever. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the Grand Prix of, back of Azerbaijan, not even Monaco, not even like a, <laughs> not even uh, the race at Silverstone. Yeah. That's like one of like the lowest tiered F1 races that there was. It was pretty wow. cool because when I was watching the race, um, and because like during the broadcast they'll like to put out like radio transmissions on um, during the race so the fans can hear it. Lewis Hamilton was just bitching every time <laughs> about the car. He was like, "Oh, the safety car is too slow. Uh, we don't need all this slow slowness for uh, having all these debris. We should have a." Ver- a virtual safety car. It'd been much better. Uh, Ten seconds was not enough after you got beat. Virtual safety car. Yeah, yeah. it's another rule. That's hype. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible rule to be. Virtual with. racing. What? When's that? See, you already have that. No, I'm saying like for no taking over the NASCAR. You know, you're well, talking NASCAR, about player safety. This would be the safest thing for race car drivers. Well, NASCAR already has is, that. This just simulates the. Instead of actually having a caution car, like a, a pace car come out, it just simulates yeah. a pace car. It's trying to start a bit. Yeah, but they are, NASCAR <laughs> has a, Kill the bit. Kill the bit. NASCAR <laughs> has a series with iRacing.com. Oh, really? Yeah. It's usually like the 50 best drivers in the world racing each other. Huh. Uh, and in IndyCar, the other big race of the weekend, they were in Road America. Uh, Scott Dixon won his second race of the year over Joseph Newgarden and Helio Castroneves. He increased his points lead over Simon Pagano to 33. So there's your IndyCar update. And Helio Castaneda, it's been three full years since he's won a race. What? Yeah. Spider-Man? Yes. Come on, man. Wow. So, I mean, let me get, before we get into five tip questions here. So it's June. This is kind of like the sports doldrums for the most part. I mean, before the drafts and everything, the drafts are already done. Free agency, we'll get maybe a little skirmish storm here and there. What do you guys? I mean, what's the most entertaining thing right now? I know it, for you, it'd be it's probably racing, right? A little bit. You, it's going to be what regular season baseball, Zach? As NBA far as like, rumor mill. That okay? You and I are on the same <laughs> on the same wavelength there. The NBA off season is so much better than the actual regular season. Because for me right now, this is like a like a chemist is loose on the lab and he's just like putting together chemicals he knows that like this chemical over here the warriors he may not be as good as that chemical whatever he creates not going to be as good as that chemical but if you're in the eastern conference you say you know what i may i think i can maybe find something that could challenge the cavaliers they could challenge them i mean kyrie irving is not the most durable guy in the world you know they're going to make some kind of silly trade they're going to get rid of kevin love and try to get smaller there's a lot of things you can do and I really like what the Timberwolves did, bringing in Jimmy Butler at pretty much very little. I think the Chicago Bulls, first off, the city of Chicago sports is broken right now. They trade away Chris Sale. The Blackhawks get swept by the Predators. The Cubs demoted Kyle Schwarber down to the minors. you got the Bears throwing the kitchen sink at Glennon, then drafting Trubisky after trading up to get him. You've got the Bulls blowing a 2-0 lead in the first round and then completely screwing up their team. Chicago sports is broken. Hey, is let's beautiful. go get a guy who's good at dunking. Also, he has a knee problem. <laughs> Which one? Levine. Zach Levine? Levine's oh, who yeah. they traded for. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know who any guys the Timberwolves traded for. Or they traded away. They like, traded yeah, Zach Levine with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and picks, right? Yeah, just, it was picks for the next I, season. I, I think they swapped picks. Yeah, they swap. They didn't even give him like a full first round. They just swapped picks. Yeah, they just swapped picks and. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I remember watching a little bit of the NBA draft. I didn't watch much of it, but I, rem- I saw that part, and everybody was saying, all right, Minnesota, with that starting five, that's a playoff team right yeah. then and there. Yeah. But then my brother, didn't, like yesterday, he was telling me, well, now the Timberwolves are going to be stupid because there was rumors that they were going to trade Rubio. Which is not a bad idea because Rubio w- isn't that guy. He's not that they guy to shooter. take over the team. Yeah, they, they need, need some shooter. Yeah, he he he's going to be a good facilitator, but he's not. He's going to be a little bit better, Rondo, in my eyes. And Rondo's not the guy that you want leading that kind of team right now. Right now, the best three point shooter they have is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, who do, who do you who do you have <laughs> take the last shot? Uh, Butler probably, but Butler if you need now. a three, yeah, you're out of luck on that front. I don't know. I, Who's but, out there they could try to try to well, the, here's the, here's the idea too, right? If you want to get crazy and be, I've heard like this I heard this one place it could have just been a random Twitter. Isaiah Thomas to the Timberwolves. Yeah, uh, I've heard rumors that the uh, from like the vertical and some other places that the Celtics may look to get out of uh, Isaiah Thomas. Even still that doesn't quite make sense for me. I look at a guy like a uh, if they want to get out of Kyle Korver's contract, they must get out of him to make space for some of these other guys coming in. He can shoot threes. Uh, what about J.J. Redick? If the Clippers lose Chris Paul, which they could, and if they need to retool. What's Jimmer doing? Jimmer Fredette. Oh, that's... <laughs> what's he doing? Call him doing? up. Why wouldn't you bring he's him in? playing D-League, isn't he? Yeah, he's still out there. What he, Didn't he? He was just in the news because he hit. He went, he shot 100 threes in a row and hit 92 of them. Yeah, why not? That's crazy. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than, than Jimmer Fredette. So. Hey, and one thing, too, right before we get into right yeah. before we get into five tough questions. Uh-huh. It's Tebow time. Let's get going. He got called up. Yep. That was awesome. I'm batting, glad. What do y'all think about that? Batting 222. You know what makes sense? Struck out 63 times out of 68 at bats. <laughs> this is a, this is a <laughs> no, business, it was like, games. business decision because you put him in the, he's playing in the Florida League now. Yeah. <laughs> so every, well, all across the state of Florida. <laughs> what's the over under or of time wise that the Mets call him up to majors? Never. No. You don't think so? No. With a Mets, floundering Mets team right now to sell tickets later in the year? That would be just no, a big, that'd be even worse. You think so? That yeah. would be just a big middle finger to that fan base. Because you know what? You've got a you've got four pitchers that could be an ace on any other staff. You have Jonas Cespedes out there. You have just like you have a very good roster, but you've been comically underachieving all year. So you know what you're gonna do to fill uh to fill City Field? Call up Tebow. Well, no, That's you know what? Idea. They wouldn't be trying to play that fan base. They'd be trying to play to a whole new fan base. But Mets fans are dedicated, and they're going to be pissed off. He like stinks, and I don't like him. <laughs> that'll be their. That'll be their he'd action. be booed coming up to, especially many of those New York Mets fans are probably Jets fans too, and they remember when he was there. <laughs> so yeah, that's a very bad idea if the Mets organization decided, oh, we're going to call him up from the Florida if, League. If you're if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, yeah, you would have already done it by now. But for the Mets, nah, man, that ain't happening. All right, gentlemen. It is now time. And now it's time for five tough questions brought to you by your ad here. For a dynamic sponsor opportunity, please contact Zachariah Williams at WNSR. Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) Number one, the NBA draft has came and went. The first uh, non-one-and-done player was taken number 13, Donovan Mitchell from Louisville, headed out to Utah. The first 12 players were all one-and-done players, or international players. Question is, will one-and-done go away sooner rather than later, or are we just stuck with it? Sooner. I think it has to happen sooner. I mean, NCAA is having a hard time 
with just fan bases in it, in their self that you're only liking the team. I've said it before, you you have to just be a fan of the mascot because that's going to be the only recurring player every year that you will see that you can become a fan of. Well, that's only for the power schools. For like schools like Vanderbilt who don't have, they can cheer on for their team. It's just Well, they can cheer on for the team, but it also hurts the NBA because then you're if you're doing these one and dones, what we've seen continually happen is bus. And the reason yeah. why is because they have one good year as a freshman. They come to the NBA. They're not mature. They take it too early, and then they just kind of float out. So I think the NBA, if they want a more more quality of talent, they're going to have to get with the NCAA and try to figure out somewhere it's at least two years or straight from high school. Well, it's not with the NCAA. It's with the Pl- Players Association. Well, whoever. Whoever yeah, needs to get with whoever. It's in the collective bargaining agreement in the NBA. So if they get rid of it or they adopt a rule like how baseball or hockey is, then it'll work. Yeah. I think but. baseball would be perfect for this. You can either come out of high school and you can play, or you re-enter the draft after three years. Yeah, yeah, that's how it should be. That, that's how it should be. I yeah. would think two years, just because of how baseball or f- basketball is. Their injuries can just happen, and if, you know, with basketball, you injure yourself, you're out. You're not coming. Th- you know, same thing with football. True, but true. They play three years, and true. that's never going to change. True, well, or unless you're a red shirt, you're a red shirt sophomore. That's yeah. the only. Well, it's three years out of high school. Oof, yeah. The sooner one and done goes away, the better. Number two, John Macaro made some news. Uh, he was being interviewed by NPR of all places and said that Serena <laughs> Williams asked about Serena Williams. He said that she that he believes he she is the best women's tennis player ever. The interviewer doubled down and said, "Some would say that she's the best player. Period. Do you believe with that?" First off, that's kind of a leading question. That's a very irresponsible question because you're you're putting your in, the interviewee into a very bad situation. Yeah. Nevertheless, I don't think she cared. Uh, McEnroe said that Serena would be ranked. At, wouldn't be ranked in this top 700 in the world since none of us know tennis we're not going to answer that part of the question but how would you have answered that question real quick can't think of anything better to fall asleep to than npr tennis talk that's <laughs> just npr in general but um the way i would handle it i would just say well she doesn't play against the men so i can't really compare being macro i think trying to find any way to get your name out in the spotlight just answer the way you did yeah, was, because that was classic McEnroe. Yeah, he's yeah. always going to bring up that one game, and then he's going to bring up that. Can't <laughs> now. be serious. Yeah, can't be. <laughs> That's what I said. I would have actually started with "You can't be serious," and then probably just because I, I'm at least enough enough uh, enough aware of Serena Williams how she answered that question on uh, late night TV. She said that, "Look, I don't. You know, the men play a different, completely different game. They generate more spin on the ball. It's it's you're comparing apples to grapefruits. Completely different." Number three, per the vertical, the Yahoo Sports NBA blog that breaks all the freaking trades anymore. It's either the vertical or Brian Windhorst, one or the other. Brian Windhorst at least knows that stuff. there's rumblings. The vertical actually breaks stuff. Per the vertical, the Celtics are rumored to be in on both Paul George and Gordon Hayward at the same time. They're looking to land Gordon Hayward in free agency, then maybe make the swoop for Paul George. Never mind the Warriors, because I don't believe even with them they're going to beat the Warriors. Can the Boston Celtics beat the Cavaliers with their current roster, or at least most of it, plus those two guys? Or is this just a lost cause? Go first, Brian. Um, I, you're saying Boston trying to go after Paul George and Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. <sighs> they would probably have a better chance against Cleveland than Golden State. Yeah, the Golden I State's liked, off the table. I like yeah. what, what the Denver came out. Well, I saw this one. It's a trade for... Uh, it's going to be a three-way team trade. Denver going to be a part of that with uh, Kenneth Reed and Paul George both coming to the Cavs. Denver sending over picks to uh, uh, Indiana, or Indiana, Indiana. Mm-hmm. and because they're going to be into a rebuild, it's obvious. Yeah. And then Denver getting Kevin Love. What are you going to do with Kevin Love if you're Denver? 
I don't know, You're but... Not wa waste his talent. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what Denver is anyway. What happened to Car Carmelo? <laughs> this is just speaking of Carmelo. If he no, gets Carmelo is wasting his talent in New York. That's his problem. And then New York's going to waste it completely by buying him out. Yeah. And then getting rid of Porzingis. So <laughs> I, you could, the Muppets are running the Knicks right now. No, I, I Animal trust from the Muppets. I trust Fozzie Bear more than I trust <laughs> Phil Jackson right now. What are we doing with Porzingis? Porzingis! Porzingis! <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the NBA MVP was voted to be Russell Westbrook. When you vote for an MVP award, especially if you're going to be voting for a season-long MVP award, are you picking the absolute best player in the league? Or the player that meant the most to his or her team. This is where I, I just I think the real question is why is it not right after the season's done? Why do they wait for the playoffs to be over? Because that this? was a problem a couple years ago when Steph Curry was named MVP and he had a bad game. Well, that's what I'm saying. They need to have they need to have it after the end of the season because that's who you're voting for. Because I mean, you're talking about playoffs. Then why? If you're adding the playoffs, then why wouldn't they join? Why wouldn't LeBron James win it almost all these seven years because he plays amazing in the he playoffs? He wasn't even nominated. Like, wasn't even it's a crazy. finalist. Yeah. It's crazy. So what, what would you say here? Is it because in my opinion, the most valuable player in the league is LeBron James? Because if you if you just have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and I don't know, throw out a, a a third, like Hassan Whiteside or someone. Yeah, someone out of the that random. team. That team's not even making the conference finals. Yeah. But but what do you pick? Do you pick the team that's actually that needs that player the most, or just the best player? I think best player. I think. I think it depends on the situation. So it's like the best player, like for a team that's like really crappy, but they have a really good year because of this one player, then he should be MVP. But so it's kind of a slippery slope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty yeah. much it was pretty much going to be him or Harden. So. Yeah. What he did though, I think they picked the right one. I think they did too. Lastly, number five, the Tennessee Titans are uh, penciled in for a nine-win season per Las Vegas. Problem is, so are the Colts. The Texans are at eight and a half uh, wins, uh, according to CBSSports.com as well. By the way, my Jacksonville Jaguars are at six. Still close enough. Woo! <laughs> so, are you buying the Titans winning more than nine games or less? And if so, who takes the division? Titans. Titans are going to win eleven. 11 games. I'm yeah. going to go over, but I'm still going to say nine would be enough to win it. I like the Texans to win the division. Really? Yes. Yeah, he was really, high, he was really high on them after they drafted Deshaun Watson. Yes, because I think with that, you don't have to ask him to do that much. I think with that defense, they can do a lot. I don't blame you, though. You know, Texans do – they have a scary defense, and they can just get Watson to be half of what they need as a quarterback. If he plays like Dak Prescott – well, <laughs> any quarterback plays like Dak Prescott did last year. It's going to be yeah. – I mean, that, he didn't he didn't have to do really that crazy much, but, I mean, what he did was just field managing, honestly. And Watson could do a lot more with his legs. Um, I like Houston's receiving core a bit more. I, just, I feel like Houston has less questions. The, the question they have is quarterback, but – Same Deshaun with Titans, Watson. though, less questions. Just got to see if their wide receivers show up and if their secondary can And handle. if Mariota can stay healthy. True, but I blame you and all your friends that are also Jacksonville fans. Why couldn't you just let us get that one game, and then we could have beat the Texans? Then we'd be in the playoffs. Tough. It's a whole other world. That was the worst Sunday of my life, and that was Christmas. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Take us home. You're ruining Christmas. All right, thanks. Episode 19 in the books. Uh, thank you to Dan. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to myself, because I'm in it also. And thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at, at After Dark Sports. Follow the, the the mothership, as Bill King would say, right? Uh, at Nash Sports at Radio. WNSR. Uh, that's not our Twitter. Our Twitter is yeah. <laughs> Nash Sports Radio. Sorry about that. Too much kale. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to keep this going. Episode 20, uh, unfortunately, it's going to be Dan's last one. If you remember right, that was that's he's cutting oh, it off at 20. So you only got one more of these. So, But I hope everyone enjoyed the Shania Twain that we have going on today. Still the one, man. But <laughs> I am Zach Williams. Brian Robertson. Dan Bradley. And this is After Dark Sports. We're out. <laughs>